Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Never Going Pro Podcast by Dads Inside Riding Trainers featuring GC Coaching. It's a podcast about riding bikes and parenthood and trying really, really hard at both. I am your host, Ken the Badger Nowell, and with me is Shane Gaffney, owner of GC Coaching. Hello, everybody. And Chris Gorney, fellow Dirt teammate, passionate cyclist, and outstanding dad. How's it going? We are good. So let's take a few minutes to catch up with everybody. So it's been a couple of weeks since we did our last recording, really a couple of months. We have all been very busy, and we have basically transitioned from the beginning of the year to a global pandemic with the COVID-19 virus. The apocalypse, really. The apocalypse. It is crazy. Mm -hmm. I went to the grocery store this morning, and the place was cleaned out. Zombies. Yes. So, Shane, how are you? Busy, yeah. Both my kids are home out of daycare, so I'm working full-time stay-at-home dad during the day and then trying to do business-related stuff between 4 and midnight. Um, so that's been a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. And then otherwise, yeah, we're just basically sheltering in place before we get the actual order to do so, I guess, which I'm sure will be coming any day in this area. Um, so yeah, it's doing it's as best so as much we can. Fun. It's so much yeah. fun. <laughs> We've watched, uh, thank God. Uh, thank God it's 2020 though. Cause like Disney plus Netflix, Hulu, we have so much stuff we can watch. So we've watched frozen Wreck-It Ralph. We watched Wreck-It wow. Ralph three times today. Wow. That was good. He's, I love that one. He has, he has wrecked it. It's been Ralph has done a good job. He has done a good job wrecking it. Yeah. And wow. then Ralph breaks the internet. Great sequel to Wreck It Ralph. Don't, if you haven't seen it, it for me. I haven't watched Frozen it. Frozen Two. They released that. that three weeks early. They yeah. Did. What's embarrassing? What's embarrassing about that is we actually just watched it, my wife and I, because we are those weird parents who haven't let our daughter look at screens at all. So we're locked down with a two and a half year old who's never watched TV. Damn. Um, would you think that's like a backup nuclear option when things get really bad? But no, she just doesn't care. Like we could turn the TV on. She doesn't care. It, huh. do, it, do, it does nothing. Yep. So we've kind of gone the other way. Does she like dolls and stuff like that instead? Um, the, the, the thing that's, I think I sent you guys this video. We should put it on the podcast notes is, did I show you the, I took some climbing webbing and rigged up one of those like plastic cars that kids wheel around in, you know? And I rigged it up and hung it from the ceiling. So now we've got this like 15 foot swing in the middle of our living room. And she just, she just rides it all day. She just sits in there. And then when she stops swinging, you hear her scream and somebody goes and whoever's closest goes and pushes her again. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. I yeah. haven't seen that. Chris, I'm guessing you're in California. You're on lockdown as well. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Orange County, which is right next to us where we are, they are locked down, even though LA County um, with 10 point, you know, 10.1 million people in it. We haven't done official shelter in place, but it's, it's kind of going there. I think they haven't pushed it yet because it's, I don't know, I'm purely speculating because there are 10 million people. Um, yeah. but it is, yeah. I mean, it is decidedly different. Uh, my entire office has been remote. I've been remote for 10 days at home. Um, I was on the highway today for the first time. I left my block for the first time today to go pick up a desk um, and, uh, the high, there was no traffic. I mean, like yeah. five o'clock in LA, zero traffic, which is why, you know, it's the apocalypse, no traffic. Right. Bizarre. So Thursday. Right. Yeah. So anyone who's still commuting was like kind of loving it because they're getting to their job. 
like yeah. a third of the time. But no, our family's good. We uh we we've just decided to lock it down. We've had no problem getting food so far. Um, I mean the grocery stores are a little crazy, but uh, I think where we live has been a little calmer for some reason. We're just locking it in. Um, it's been rainy here, which is I guess like the two weeks a year that it rains. So it's been rainy and like in the fifties. So it's kind of a nice time to be home. You leave all the windows open and really can't complain. I mean, other than being locked in a house with a two year old. Right. Right. Um, so trash truck comes on Monday. That's a big thing. Daughter wants to go see that. (laughs) Mondays Mondays are good. Um, I was like my house. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't hit like crying depression yet. So that's good, but I don't know. We're doing okay. How about you Badger? Yeah. I'm pretty good. I mean, it's actually, I'm really kind of enjoying being at home and working. And so uh, our company has told us like, Hey, we understand you've got kids. This is uh, all of a sudden you are homeschooling your, your children. And so uh, we did a lesson with my daughter this morning and that went really well. And, um, you know, put out 10 yards of mulch the other day over the weekend. So the, the yard is looking fly and uh, learning how to work from home because this is not something that I've ever done before. But mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, life is life is okay. Nobody is sick. My parents are locked down. I feel like they have put themselves in a good position. They're in their 70s. My uh, in-laws are in their 70s as well. So they're the ones that I really worry about the most. Can, can we uh, just say kind of at the beginning here that we're probably going to make some like super irreverent jokes about the virus. Um, and it's not because, you know, we don't think it's serious, but it's just because at this point, if you don't laugh, then you really just ball your frustration up and bury it deep down where it's going to explode later. So, well, you know, if you get, if you get offended, Hey, like we all have family. We're not trying to make anybody upset. It is very serious. I live in freaking Southern California where this thing like barely basically started. So I think if I can laugh about it at this point, then I think we can all agree to at least, you know, they say, they say humor is tragedy plus time. So we're just trying to condense the time bit. Yeah. Um, So we, well, so anyway, you, you guys, you guys know that I usually like to drop a, a dad joke, but uh, due to the quarantine, I'm only going to be dropping inside jokes. Ooh, Ooh. that was subtle. <laughs> that was super yeah. Man, that was like a smack. That snuck up on me. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. So you guys thought the dad joke wasn't coming, but it did. I got it yeah, right in there. Cool. Snuck up on you, just, just <laughs> yeah. like just like the flu. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the topic of the week. So originally our topic of the week was going to be base building, but then we kind of were a few months behind and now we have decided to make it more relevant to what's going on in the news cycle um, and talk about, uh, hold on, wait, what's going on? Well, just listen in, (laughs) turn some screens on Chris. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk about the immune system, the effects of cycling and exercise on the immune system, a little bit about anxiety and depression, how to ride safely during all this. And so, yeah, let's get in. We've got, a we've got our, um, resident scientist is about to drop it. Shane, what you and got? We are, and we are doctors, right? So since we're doctors, you can trust everything we say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whatever yeah. he said, the exact opposite. Yeah. Sarcasm. Yes. Yeah, so I think the most the, the thing that makes the most sense would be to start with a really general overview of the immune system. So the immune system 
is obviously how we fight viruses, bacteria, etc. So when I had a really funny anatomy physiology teacher in college, and he basically, I'm going to copy exactly what he told me to tell you guys. So the immune system, imagine, is like a walled-off castle where you have invaders that are trying to get through the wall. A bunch of invaders eventually break through that wall, and the first cells to kind of notify everybody else, they are basically giant cells that swallow up everything. And then imagine them as, you know, giant, you know, guards that are clubbing people over the head. So they're not really specialized, but they can do a lot of damage. They then will drag the enemy to the specialized cells. The specialized cells will kind of study them. They'll figure out what they look like. They'll figure out how to attack them. And then the specialized cells will then become um, activated and they are really what kill the virus, the bacteria. So it's like basically Lord of the Rings is really what it is. Like one of the battles where people, you know, one of the guys, I haven't seen the movies in a long time, but I know there's fighting and somebody breaks through a wall at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So the germs are like the orcs. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And then the virus would would be like, if we come up with like a vaccine, is that like Gandalf or is, I don't, I don't know. Like, well, so yeah, a vaccine he's like, be... you shall not pass. Yes. That's the Chinese government. Right. Yeah. Perfect. So a vaccine would be like when I said that those, the big guards drag the guys to the specialized cells to then have them study them and identify them. Mm-hmm. That would be like, I mean, the vaccine would be like taking a dead body, which is a weird thing to say into the castle and then having the specialized cells read it and look at it. And then they yeah, develop well, specialized defense against it. If you've got a dead body you want to study, I, I'd imagine a castle is a pretty good place to do it. <laughs> I mean, really, like, uh, it's you know hard to get into. It's probably quiet, cold. That's what I mean. Preserve the dead body. Yeah, so the analogy, I don't think this analogy breaks down anywhere. No. That's why I think he used it. What does so, this have to do with Zwift? What does that have to do with Zwift? <laughs> what, I guess so, a lot. So in other words, we were going to talk about like, are you better off riding or not riding? Exercising or not exercising? Exercising easy or exercising hard? So let's do mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of myth busting or what do we know and what do we or, not know? What do we think yeah. we might know? Or to ask the question another way, if I bike super hard, am I going to get COVID-19 faster? <laughs> Well, it depends on if you're used to biking super hard. So mm-hmm. it's really all about modulating training load. That's the big the big thing with this is you want to ideally maintain the same training load you're doing now and ideally have mostly moderate intensity, low to moderate intensity. You don't want to engage in a ton of high intensity and especially a ton of extra high intensity because that will potentially decrease your immune response. Um, not, so not necessarily us, mean response. Give us, examples. give us examples of workouts that are moderate high versus super high. Well, I think like, you know, zone two, zone three, that would kind of be moderate zone three high might be like a sweet spot kind of workout. And then obviously it's like a, a Zwift race might be a really high intensity workout. Um, so hold on. Did you just say that you shouldn't be Zwift racing? Uh Oh, well, no, like I said, it depends if you're used to it. 
Oh, okay. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do extra Zwift racing right now. All but right, if you so, do one or two Zwift races a week, your body is used to that training load. So yeah. that shouldn't make any difference to what you do. But so so what you're saying is like if, if you're used to five to six hours of training a week with one or two hard days, keep doing that. But don't like all right. of a sudden shift to seven days a week with three races and a VO two work. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Keep racing on Zwift. <laughs> yeah. So um when you try to go significantly over what you're used to and like try to push into into a new um you know basically uh uh breaking yourself down a little bit to get that super comp compensation right um mm -hmm. you're you're saying that that might not be the most the best thing to do if you're trying to avoid getting sick right exactly yeah because you i mean you need to break your body down to make it stronger but if you're worried about all the stuff going on with COVID-19 now may not be the best time to do that. Um, especially which we'll get to later, but dealing with depression and anxiety at the same time, which is going to decrease your immune system as well. Um, it's just not ideal to do. So, you know, some of the studies, which is kind of crazy, which I'll link, they doing a moderate and moderate intensity, every day five to seven days a week give or take which is kind of what most of people do i would say um that's shown to decrease your upper respiratory tract infection days which can decrease it by about 40 to 50 percent which is kind wow. of crazy yeah well say 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 that again in like a really simple way so it, by exercising moderately and by by staying fit you decrease your sick days by about 40 to 50 percent sort of a prophylactic against like the severity and the length of the illness. Right. So it really works because imagine like that same castle analogy we used. So the guards are patrolling the outside of the castle looking for enemies. When you exercise, those guards move faster mm. so that you get to detect bad guys sooner. Sure. That's so the, theory. the healthier you are, the less sick you usually get. Right. Because right. you're, when you're exercising, you know, your, 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 your immune system lives in your blood. So when you're obviously have more blood flow from exercise, you're going to move that immune system a lot faster and be able to detect antigens a lot sooner. Shane, what other things increase blood flow? <laughs> <laughs> this blue pills that you got over there? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't need them yet, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody's yeah. locked in their house. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be thing, hey, yeah. seriously, seriously though, I'm predicting that in like nine months, people are going to be talking about coronavirus babies. Yeah. Uh, and so, seriously. and you know what? Everybody's going to come back to the Never Going Pro podcast, and they're like, "Holy cow!" Uh, Chris Gorney was the first person to think of that. Yeah. Yep, first yep. person. Corona babies. For sure. <laughs> Corona babies. Ooh, that's Corona better. Babies. Corona babies. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. better. That's better. But it certainly is going to define that whole generation of, you know, these these kids that are growing up and this happens to them. Um another thing that we were going to talk about this week was I mean, you can just sense the anxiety everywhere. At the grocery store this morning, like I was saying, at work, in my household, people are worried about losing their jobs, losing their clients, getting sick, losing their parents. Um, 
So maybe we can dig into some of the psychological benefits. I'm actually seeing people, you know, my wife's a personal trainer and some of them are canceling and, you know, they have their own reasons and and we're not here to judge why, but we're trying to let them know, like, even if you don't come here, you need to keep moving, you know, like it's, it's for your peace of mind. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about those psychological benefits. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say a couple of things. The just personal advantage of being active and finding other ways to continue to stay active are so important. You know, I've, I've started going on walks every morning. We live by, right by like a nature preserve. So there's really no one over there right now. And so it's, it's, that's been huge. So that plus some spinning, um, on Zwift has re- have really given me like a healthy rhythm to being locked down. Um, and of course, you know, the added benefit of trying to stay healthy to stay healthy is, is really helpful, but it, you know, the psychological, the psychological parts are real, uh, you know, to be super vulnerable with you guys last week, I was, um, I just got back from, it was right before we started locking everything down. I got back from traveling. I had been in New York and then I went to LA or uh, New York and then I went to Las Vegas and I came home and, um, I, I was just super worried and super scared. You know, we'd been on airplanes and then I had a ton of big work deadlines and everyone was talking about working remote and just deadline, 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 all these things. And I started like physically feeling anxiety in my body, like in my chest. Um, Mm. and I was, I, I wasn't able to bike very much. I mean, it just, everything culminated. And I I like, I wasn't having like a panic attack, but like I was having a hard time sleeping and my chest hurt and it's like actual personified physical anxiety. And so, you know, I, I was able to get through that and, 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 and handle the mental aspect and the, uh, the psychological aspect and I'm doing a lot better now, but I'll tell you staying active, um, helped me get through that and helped me kind of get to where I am. I'm a lot healthier now. I feel a lot better now. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's really clear to me. I mean, my wife and I are locked, you know, we're locked down with our family and we make it a priority every day for my wife to, uh, you're still allowed to go out and run here. So she's, you know, she's going for runs in the morning or she's working out in the front patio and, and, um, so that's kind of a first person, like from not ground zero at all, but you know, LA County, um, ironically we're, we've seen more people outside now than we ever have. So I, I don't think it's like, you yeah, need, uh, I got everybody. I mean, it's like that weird season between Christmas and new year's, everybody's here and everybody's outside. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of talking, but, um, I guess that's all to say it's important and it's not only restorative, but it's preventative and, um, man, thank goodness we've got like Zwift right now. That's made riding on a trainer just so much better. I mean, imagine this 10 years ago as a cyclist, how sure. terrible is it? Shane, any thoughts? Sure. Um, yeah, I think Zwift too, too makes also that social components. I mean, I've seen a lot of group rides lately led by professionals or just, you know, people that work at Zwift for the sole reason of just getting people together to kind of talk about stuff. Um, so I think Swift is a great thing, not only for training, but also just for community too. Um, and yeah, I think everybody gets into, at least in my experience, I can't say everybody, but most people I work with get into endurance sport because they're trying to either battle something internally or find a different outlet for something that they've gone through or are going through currently. Um, instead of turning to, you know, drugs or alcohol or whatever it might be. So I feel like just a natural thing to turn to is exercise because exercise obviously releases endorphins and those endorphins make you feel like a million bucks. 
Plus, it also helps just with clearing your head and getting over whatever the stuff we're going through. Um, and also, it's obviously bring it back to the immune response. You know, anxiety and depression, which can be what these things that we're going through can definitely bring, as Chris already pointed out. Anxiety and depression can definitely decrease your immune response. So if you are trying to combine really heavy workloads with everything going through mentally, that's not that's kind of a recipe for disaster. So I think we all need to respect that, you know, TSS, which is training is just score. TSS only takes into account physical stress. It doesn't take into mm-hmm. account emotional, psychological, mental stress either. So we need to make sure that we're wow. respecting that other that's a good training word. stress that's as well. That's important message. That's super important. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Which is why, you know, even doing something simple like tracking your RPE or making like a smiley face chart and seeing if it's changing. So say like, you know, zone two should make you pretty happy, should be pretty low perceived exertion. But if you see like, you know, it's a seven out of 10 and you're kind of like a frowny face for zone two, that should be a pretty big red flag that you should probably back off because your body just isn't feeling great. If that makes sense. I love this. I love the idea of the classic smiley face spectrum to our workouts. Well, that's what um, Training Peaks actually they they implemented that, and I love oh. my athletes to use that because it's a really easy way to see like a week or a month and just track the, the, whatever the smiley faces are. So yeah. that gives me just a lot more in depth detail about how they're feeling. Is there the one? Is there the one with like the guy vomiting? Is that one of them? No, I think that's. <laughs> I think there's six. I should know that. I think there's six, but it's like really happy and like sad. And then there's like frowny smirking and then like just a moderate, like a no expression smiley face. That's how I smile. My year so far has been kind of a wild ride. You know, I've got um, the new career that started and that has been really exciting and, and wonderful, but also comes with its own stresses of learning a whole new trade. Um, some family stuff going on and then boom, we get hit with this, this pandemic. And I have really been feeling the stress, have a lot of sleepless nights. There was probably a a period that lasted about five weeks where I felt like, uh, I was getting the sweet sleep, um, the sleep quality of a father with a newborn. And I mean, that was the closest thing that I could really relate on my sleep quality to. And it's, um, I really do need about eight hours a night and, if I am tossing and turning, I would just flip the alarm off and, and just sleep in as much as possible. So, you know, my, my exercise uh, load is tanked. And here was an interesting observation. A few weeks into this, I ended up setting a bunch of power records, like all-time high power records or, or match some. And I was like, wow, where's this coming from? My, my training or my uh, CTS is actually pretty low right now. And I'm, I just figured that I'm fully recovered and I hadn't yet lost my fitness. Um, but, um, I also noticed that when I'm in the, uh, a state of heightened anxiety, that getting my heart rate too high is not good for me. You know, like it just makes, it can make me feel, uh, panicky, you know, and it, it makes me uh, like, it's not a fun place to go. It's not a place that my, my, um, my mind is not allowing my legs to go into that dark place 
with training intervals and stuff like that when I'm not feeling good. So I'm just like, hey, you know, let's go to that mountain bike trail with the cool jumps on it. Let's hit that rock garden. Let's not worry about like uh, trying to do anything too too heavy on the trainer right now. Um, I am glad to have it, and I am glad to have such a robust network with um, our Zwift team where I get to jump on online in the morning, and there's a whole bunch of guys on voice chat. Like, that's been that's been really important for me to sort of get centered as I start my day on the days that I have been riding. Yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah, it's exactly what you said. I mean, I um, I, I agree. You know, when you're stressed, and you know, when your body is already you know, sick, immunocompromised, the, the idea of pushing yourself into that dark place, not, not only, not only is it not good for your body, but it's also super counterproductive for your training. So if we take this from a, we're not, you know, let's, let's go away from, I'm afraid of getting the virus. Let's go away from, I'm just trying to stay healthy. If you're thinking about training, it is better to back off and just maintain a solid base for a few weeks until you're starting to feel better and then start increasing your training volume rather than trying to increase too far, be struggling with the mental side of the game, maybe fighting anxiety, and you're just going to have really counterproductive um, training. And so that's what I found. Like I, I tried to get back into it about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and I felt terrible. I actually got off the bike and was kind of sick for a couple of days. Um, and it was, you know, I got off the bike and found out that I had like a fever, <laughs> a low grade fever. I don't think I had the coronavirus, but um, like I was just like, oh man, no wonder I felt terrible and you know, these things. So I was, I was in bed for a couple of days and, um, I'm just now beginning to get back into, uh, any sort of significant training load and it's less than it was, but I'm mentally, my game is back and my body feels good and my legs feel fresh. And yeah, it's, it's, good, it's, it's good to like dig down into that deep place and get your legs to move even when you don't want them to. But sometimes when they're not moving, you should listen to that. Don't you think? I totally, agree. I totally agree. Um, which sort of brings us to um, some of the, the later topics that we want to discuss in this uh, podcast, which is canceled events. There's a lot of them, and for good reason, you know, um, standing in line to get your race bibs uh, in, in front of a whole bunch of other people might not be the best idea. Um, but it also sort of begs the question, like, well, how can we ride sa safely? I understand that Italy and maybe Spain have banned cycling completely. At least that's a, a rumor that I heard. Um, how, how exposed are we out there on the Saturday morning group ride? By in a group ride, <clears throat> I think you're very exposed to it. Um, just cause you're riding everybody's draft and you could have been in a, in a, you know, pace line of seven, eight, nine people. So, so I would say it's a viral, a viral draft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say, I mean, just listen to what the, who and the CDC is saying, you know, yeah. don't go around groups of people. Sure. Um, so one thing is I feel going mountain biking where there's some distance between me and my friends on the trail um, or even just getting out alone. I mean, you do pass people, but you, you know, that's, it's in a flash. You're, you come and go past pedestrians that are on the trail or other, other people on their bikes. So uh, that is one way that I have been working around it. And certainly, you know, riding the indoor trainer has been another way that I've been working around this as well. Yeah. I feel like most everybody is, just reverting to the trainer yep. um you know and it's i mean i'm in new hampshire so like i said we got snow today so it's still trainer season up here 
Um, I know the people that, you know, are moving into spring or summer, even for I mean, Ken's in shorts and a t-shirt today. Um, I mean, it's kind of, you have to judge your own risk tolerance, but obviously with everybody that's coming out and giving us their professional opinion, which we should listen to, I would say riding the trainer is the thing that makes the most sense or riding completely solo. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. When in doubt, like, you know, fitness is important, but it's not your entire life. Cycling is important, but it's not, it's not your whole life. And it is use this as a moment to reevaluate. Um, because if it is the most important thing in your life, um, well, I'm not saying it's pathetic, but I'm saying that's, uh, it should be scary. Cause this is, I mean, cycling's for sure. One of the biggest priorities in all of our lives, you know, it's tied to your career, Shane, and it's all about mental and physical health for all of us. But, um, it's certainly not worth, you know, a day glory hunting out with your buddies isn't worth potentially exposing yourself or your family to anything. So that's why Zwift is great. Get on, yeah. do races. You can still yell at people and KOM hunt on Strava and Zwift, I guess, if that's the kind of jerk you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, maybe we should touch canceled events just briefly. Sure. Sure. Um, because obviously everybody is dealing with canceled events because, well, people in the U.S., USA Cycling just revoked all permits until May 3rd or 5th, I want to say. Perry Nice stopped early. I mean, the pro race is getting canceled. The UCI is taking effect. So it kind of is a little bit of a blessing in disguise because ideally, if you are racing, your hardest days and hardest efforts would come the last six to eight weeks before the event. So if you are now basically pushing your first event two to three months away, you're essentially reverting back into late base, early build, which is typically low to moderate intensity exercise anyways. So hmm. this could be a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, but yeah, that would be my, I guess, recommendation would be of decrease the specificity a little bit of your training because your first race is now three months away and maybe just work on general aerobic conditioning. And if you need to cross training, which can be hiking or walking just to get yourself out of your house. Um, and obviously does, maintaining the strength. Does, ra- does rage dancing in the woods count as cross training? Yeah. That's oh, what I do yeah for my- absolutely. Yeah, it does. What about, what about LARPing? No, you're around too many other people. Like I don't ever LARP by myself, so that's true. Ooh, hey, nobody, nobody's doing, nobody's doing any news articles about how hard this is <laughs> LARPing can be. Yeah, there's a Billy Idol song about that. I'll be LARPing myself. <laughs> I saw it. Can't just age himself so bad right I there. Know, I saw, I saw LARPing at the park, right by our house, like two weeks ago, and it's they're too far away for me to get a good photo, but it's like. There was literally a guy dressed. I mean, some of them were bad, but one guy was dressed. I kid you not, spot on men in tights outfit. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. I mean, it was freaking. I was impressed. Uh, that's so funny, dude. He was on one of those kids' zip lines. It was very weird. That is super oh weird. God. Well, that's yeah. California for you. Welcome to LA County. Oh, I will say, but sorry, I keep jumping around. I was going to make this point before, but for immunity, you want to make sure that you're getting in enough energy. So 
losing weight in this scenario may not be the ideal either because that obviously requires an energy deficit. So you may want to reevaluate your weight loss goals if you're worried about catching or you're worried about being affected by COVID. So so eat well, be active, eat, rest, sleep well. Yeah. Right. All this all the stuff we say every episode eventually. But, but for real. Same. Yeah. yeah, but this time, yeah, you may want to actually listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, hey, guys, um, it was can great I, catching can up. I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You got some final I, I thoughts? Would, yeah, well, it's just important. I wanted you guys all to know and every, all the listeners to know that I finally figured out that saddle issue with my nerve. Mm. Uh, I went through uh, six different saddles I ordered online and finally found one that didn't uh, make uh, some numbness, if you know what I mean. <laughs> good. We're very, very glad to I just, hear that. I knew that people from previous episodes were probably this whole time in anticipation <laughs> going, oh man, maybe they're not recording because Chris, uh, you know. Yeah, because Chris is just that. numb all the time. Just numb all the time, emotionally, spiritually, <laughs> physically. <laughs> um, oh my God, it's hilarious. I just thought, I thought that's a good way to end. Hey, I figured it out. Also, I have five saddles for sale, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. My wife would love for me to sell these. So, you know, if you need a saddle, I've got lots of brand new ones. We'll put them in our share. They're they're 75% off. Fantastic. Well, there's a plug for Chris's saddles. Um, (laughs) And great catching up with you guys. And so you guys uh, stay locked down, stay safe. And um, we will catch you next time on the Never Going Pro podcast. Which we will keep recording, by the way. We will keep recording. We're trying to get back into a new groove now that our schedules are sort of shaking out a little bit. One could say that it took a global pandemic to get us back on the wagon of recording. It did. It did. It took us all being stuck at home. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Never Going Pro podcast. Ride on, and I will see you in Watopia. 